The information contained on this podcast is not meant to be financial advice. It's just for entertainment and informational purposes only. Consult a financial advisor before making any particular investment decision. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you on the inside. Peace. Hello, everyone. This is your ex Saigon, and you're listening to another episode of the Rune-Based Podcast. I'm joined today by Chad Thoreau, a name you guys probably recognize. Chad Thoreau is, among other things, a ThorChain community member, super active on ThorChain Twitter. He's a content creator and collaborator over at ThorSwap, and then he's also co-host of the ThorChain Weekly live streams hosted on Twitter and other live streams with our other great friend and community member, Familiar Cal. Chad, thank you so much for joining yeah, pumped to be on. It's cool to be on this side of the interview after listening to RuneBase since the early days. Absolutely. I mean, our kind of connection in history around podcasts goes back, I mean, months, I mean, year, even a year before the RuneBase podcast started. I think like one of your earliest tweets was, you know, floating the idea of doing a ThorChain ecosystem podcast, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it might have actually been my first tweet from the Chad Thoreau account. Like I just was kind of, you know, watching ThorChain and getting more excited about it. And I was like, I should join the ThorChain Twitter sort of thing. I was like, what could I do? Like maybe a podcast. And I tweeted that out and like ThorChain retweeted it right away. And like it kind of got me like an initial push. And then like over the coming months was kind of like, oh, like, how do I do this? And that was when you started RuneBase. So it kind of it kind of took its own route, but yeah, that's how it all started. <laughs> yeah, so this is full circle in a sense, and you know today, and we'll talk about the work that you do today in the community with the live streams, with ThorSwap, and on Twitter. But we'll let, let's work our way there through the story of how you got into crypto. So actually, let's start with like your background. Like, what's your background, and then eventually how you got into crypto and eventually ThorChain. Sure. Yeah. Background wise, I've always been very entrepreneurial, never have had a traditional job really, except when I was like in high school, just like working random jobs and stuff like ever since college, I just was doing my own. For the most part, I've done a lot in e-commerce, physical products and things like that. And also also content. So I've done some like podcasting and video creation and other in other realms that I've been in. So that'll tie into like where we're headed. But that's kind of like what I brought to creating my my ThorChain Twitter, if, if you will. But as far as intro, how I got into crypto, it honestly, it goes way back, though, as far back as it goes, it's, it's, I should be much further along because like many people, I didn't, you know, I didn't take it seriously soon enough. But I would say like, I remember, I, I probably first heard about Bitcoin back in, I would say 2011 or so, a friend of mine was actually mining Bitcoin and wow. mentioned it to me. And I was like, ah, oh, seems, seems cool. You know, like, didn't, didn't, didn't think much at the time, I guess, uh, unfortunately. But then in 2013, I first bought, funny enough, I actually bought Litecoin in 2013, not Bitcoin. I was like, ah, oh, Bitcoin, it's already $100, you know. I think Litecoin might be the thing, but I was young and broke and, you know, we're talking like hundreds of dollars. So it's not like, I don't, I don't have one of those crazy early stories where like I hit it big super early on, but that was kind of like my intro to crypto was 2013. And honestly, my intro to like markets at all, like at that time and age, I wasn't like, you know, trading stocks or it was just like, wasn't even on my radar. So that was kind of like my intro to like trying to trade and kind of looking at it through that trader lens was kind of like where I like first started and then basically traded that into zero. And then in 2017, I come rolling back in as everything's kind of going crazy. And I'm, you know, trying basically just following hype and trading shit coins. Like I didn't get it yet. That was kind of the problem. And then I kind of, I kind of drifted off after, you know, early 2018, 
But then it was really like 2019 and even early 2020, where I just, I was really lucky to have a friend of mine that just like really understood it beyond just like, oh, it's an investment. Oh, it's a casino. It's something you gamble with. It's something you trade. Like he really kind of got me to see the almost like the, you know, like the philosophical side of crypto and like what it all stands for and like what it really can do for the world. And that was like when I finally, you know, six years later after first, <laughs> first getting into it, that was when I was like, oh shit, this is like the most interesting thing ever. You know, even at that time, it was mostly just Bitcoin and Ethereum until really like early 20, sometime in really 2020. So, you know, in crypto years, <laughs> in crypto years, it feels like a long time ago, but really yeah. it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Man, I mean, it's crazy to think that like, you know, from first contact through even first exposure, 2011, didn't take a ton of action, started trading, you know, shortly after, like, you know, a year or two after that, traded zero, got back in 2017, 2018. But then even still, philosophically, the download hadn't been done yet. Like you hadn't really embraced it from a philosophical standpoint, as you mentioned. Like, I'm curious, like, what was that? Like, it, it, can you describe like that, that? I don't know if it's the epiphany or what did your friend kind of like share with you? And what was it that you understood or that you came to understand? Can you describe that, that, that like, aha? Yeah. I remember a key, like a, there were a few key lines that like really hit me at the time. And I don't remember word for word, but like the, the gist of it was that like, bit, it, it was Bitcoin specific too. And it was that like Bitcoin is not just an investment, but it's like, it's actually like a peaceful protest. And it's actually something that, you know, like it allows people to take the power back and kind of like this more, like you could almost argue like more political stance. Like I, I'm not really political, but like, you know, just this more, um, this more like meaningful thing about like sovereignty and freedom and like sure. self custody and you know even to get dark and scary like freedom from tyranny and sure. stuff like that and that that was when I was like damn okay this is this is so much more than just like what my previous exposure was which was just like something to kind of gamble on and try to make money and I think I, I think a lot of people kind of get stuck there and they never kind of like go down the rabbit hole enough to kind of pass like that trader mentality phase into like oh like what is this really standing for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if you understand it, the deeper you understand it, the more like uh, the deeper the principles, the philosophies, even the politics, whatever it is, that's where you can get your conviction. That's where you can get your conviction to write out these 30, 40, 50, 60% drawdowns when they come, if they come, because you realize that on a long enough time horizon, like you start betting on a much longer time horizon on a much bigger scale, right? Totally. And, and even in 2017, like I kind of got like, you know, the hodl mentality, like I, like I, I knew what it was about. It just like hadn't really hit me in the core, like how exciting and how like for real this was. Cause back then, like, you know, you could have conviction, but there was still so much more unknown. Like, I feel like only in the last couple of years have we really hit this momentum where like, it's for sure happening, you know? <laughs> and like, yeah, like stuff is going to be crazy and volatile in the meantime, but it's not a matter of if we're right or wrong about this. It's just a matter of like all the craziness that kind of ensues in the meantime. Yeah. Like we know we're right about it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I want to continue with that, but, but we're also telling your story right now. So it's kind of like you know, these parallel paths here. Let's continue with the story component. So, you know, you kind of, your, your, your career has backgrounds in like, you know, e-commerce, physical products and internet marketing, it sounds like. And then, and then you get into crypto, you understand it more deeply, more philosophically after the 2017 cycle. And then can you talk about like, you know, how you came across ThorChain, your first exposure to the ThorChain ecosystem and uh, yeah, bringing us like more to the present? Yeah, for sure. So before that, I was really just kind of 
in Bitcoin and Ethereum and kind of starting to understand those. And then, you know, at the same time, it was like going through this transition of, oh, these are just things I invest in and speculate on versus like, oh, these are actually things you can use. And that was kind of part of the transition was like, you know, starting to take self-custody or use dApps or stuff like that and just kind of really start to use things more. And that it was around that time that I started to discover, you know, things like ThorChain and things that like I understood to be like, hopefully the next wave of crypto. So funny enough, my intro to ThorChain was actually almost identically the same story that Familiar Cow told on this podcast. Oh, so shit. yeah, so I also saw Wall Street Bets God, WSB God on Twitter. He he tweeted like, hey, just bought, it was Adam and Rune. And my initial impression was just like, oh, like I've heard of Adam, like seems legit. And I was like, Rune, like, kind of sounds like just a rant. Like I did not take it seriously like whatsoever when I first heard about it. At least that's the earliest that I remember hearing about it. And then very soon after that, um, I saw the Multicoin Capital article on on ThorChain and I kind of like read their thesis. And that was when I like, that was really what I think was like the the selling point for me, like when I kind of started to understand deterministic value and and just what this does, even before deterministic value, actually, just like understanding like, oh, this just solves one of the most obvious key fundamental problems in all of crypto. It's like we need to be able to trade from Bitcoin to Ethereum to Rune to Luna to whatever else, you know, and it just seemed to, to at the time, I like still didn't even have that deep of an understanding. I mean, to some extent, I still don't. But um it was just like this very obvious value prop. And I'm like, of course, that makes sense. You know, I had just recently been exposed to like something like Uniswap or SushiSwap for the first time. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But it's only Ethereum tokens. And it's like, wait, ThorChain is doing that. But for every chain, of course, this is just one of the most important things that could possibly be created in the space. And that kind of just started to take me down the rabbit hole. And that was kind of around when I found like ThorChain Twitter, which was really like this golden era, I feel, you know, like, like we were kind of talking beforehand, but there were all these like accounts that like there were just threads every day. And I was like going down the rabbit hole deeper and deeper. And it was just like a golden era for introduction to ThorChain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And how would you describe today like your your relationship with ThorChain? I mean, you're, you're doing a few different projects. Uh, can you give us an overview of like your participation in the space, like what you're up to? Yeah, totally. So I think like, you know, I started I started my Chad Thoreau Twitter account maybe like April of 2021, like not that long ago, right? And that was kind of just like, oh, how do I kind of get involved? And that get was to, the like, same act- time I started Xerox Icon actually too. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right late spring or middle spring. Yeah. yeah, it just started to make sense. You know, like I feel like pseudonyms were kind of starting to bubble up at that time too. Like, I don't know if you've listened to or read like Bology yes, and stuff like exactly, that. Yes, that's exactly, that influenced me to start Xerox Icon actually. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I awesome. definitely, the same boat exactly. So <laughs> that's but when I started that, you know, I was like kind of thinking, how can I get involved? Like, like we mentioned, I, I threw out the idea of the podcast. For the most part, though, I was just like, you know, how do I kind of just use this to chat and learn and ask questions and just kind of just kind of see where it goes. Like it wasn't really, I really didn't have any like, I still don't really have any like direct expectation from that. But over those next several months, I started to think like, um, you know, how do you kind of go from just like passive spectator to somebody that can actually contribute? And, you know, like I'm not a developer and I was like, okay, like, well, what can I do? I mean, I can kind of do content related things. That's why I was thinking about podcasts. I can write. Like, I think if I have some skill that I'm trying to do here in the ThorChain space, it's, it's to condense 
complex topics into like very digestible, simple things. That's kind of what I see as like my key goal with what I'm doing. And yeah, I just kind of like, I really just kind of fell down the rabbit hole. It felt very organic and I I feel very lucky to be put in like the position that I have been just through uh, just through tweeting shit on Twitter, like to be honest, like I never thought it would go here. But I think a key like inflection point was I got asked to join Xerox Ventures DAO. And I think that just came from kind of just putting my thoughts out on Twitter, to be honest. And by getting in there, now I can be a little, it feels like a little closer to the source. You know, you can invest in some venture deals and stuff like that. And within like two weeks of being in there, then I got asked to help out with ThorSwap. So then I started to do, and this is only in the last couple months at this point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like that, that it kind of just fell one thing after another until suddenly now I feel like I'm um, doing a lot of things. Oh, also the, the ThorChain Weekly um, updates, helping to co-host those. So it was kind of stuff just kind of started falling in front of me. And that's like the cool thing about building any any sort of like audience online, right? Like it always leads to something. Like if you kind of just put stuff out there and throw yourself in, like something's going to come out of it. And in this case, it was like getting to join the DAO and then getting to work with ThorSwap and then getting to co-host the weekly spaces and, you know, talk directly to Chad Barraford. It feels really crazy to be suddenly like in the community, but that's the wild thing about crypto is if you have any skill, you can just roll up and start doing stuff. Like there's no, it's so, it's such like a freer wild west sort of environment. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of write your own narrative and just start participating and engaging. This is a conversation, you know, with Archon, you know, I had with, I had with Archon like months ago, which was just, you know, rolling up your sleeves and getting involved in the projects that you're, that you're interested in, that you're investing in or speculating on. And, and yeah, you know, there's, especially if you have, I mean, a background like you, like you did in, in internet marketing and content creation, you know, having a skill set to be able to distill, to understand complex topics and distill them for other audiences, like, you know, an ecosystem like ThorChains, there's no shortage of education and content creation and, you know, participation, you know, in the, in, in those areas. And so, yeah, it's great to see, you know, new members of the community or members of the community period, you know, stepping up to, to kind of help drive these initiatives forward. So yeah, the work you're doing with ThorSwap and also with the ThorChain Weeklies, it's, it's great to see. And yeah, it, I, I got to hand it to you and, I, and I've told you and, and, and Cal this, but just listening to the ThorChain Weeklies that you guys do, I just, I love listening to them. I love the interactions. You know, you guys are, are great, natural, charismatic, and uh, really informed hosts. So thank you for the work that you're doing there, man. It's really fun to listen to. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. And all of this, especially coming from you, like you really did plant a lot of these seeds in my mind, just like seeing you put out content, seeing you get involved, like no joke, I'm not just saying it that made me think like, oh, like, I could kind of do some of that too, you know, like we can oh, yeah. just throw ourselves in there and do it. So yeah. props to you for because I feel like you were honestly like kind of one of if not the first like one to like really make try to make Thorchain into like some kind of media thing, like with Rune Base and with, and you were co-hosting the weekly lives or maybe even, I, I don't know who uh, came up with that idea initially, yeah, if it was that, you or not. Yeah. Oh, awesome. There you go. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like you, you saw that vision and I was a little bit behind to that, but, but absolutely. I think what we both kind of recognize is like Thorchain, especially it's so complex and it's, and, and it's also just the nature of Thorchain. It's, it, it, it operates like very decentralized already, you know, it's yes. like, there's no, there's no single point of truth necessarily. And I still, even today see that as kind of like one of the weaker areas and things like we can still improve on a ton, you know, like how do we kind of just make all of this 
content and information less fragmented and easier to understand and kind of like create better onboarding experiences. Because if you find ThorChain today, it's still pretty like confusing to people and it's still kind of out there to like go actually start to use it and things like that. So there's so much room to simplify and and make it more welcoming. There is. There is. I, I agree that that's some of the philosophy. I mean, that's the very philosophy that you know we, we started RuneBase with. And even, even with RuneBase, I'm proud of the work that we've done so far, but I look at it and I still see so much room for improvement. I'm curious, you know, what you think in terms of what's possible. What what should we work towards as an ecosystem? What are you working on in particular that um, to help educate, like with regards to education or onboarding? Are you focused on educating and onboarding? Like, is there any initiatives that you're focused on the most with your work? Do you do you think do you see yourself as helping keep the community, the existing community, more informed? Do you see yourself helping onboard new people or reach new audiences? What, what do you kind of see as your role in the community now? And, and what do you think is most important? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's a lot of work to be done on both, on both ends of that spectrum. I guess I would say for myself personally, I see myself more on like the simplifying things for the newcomers. I think that just kind of comes more naturally to me, my personality type and, and kind of relating back to things I used to do, like trying to consult and teach people to do things. And I, I've, that's just kind of how my mind works, I guess. So for me, you know, I'm not, I'm not technical myself. So there's always going to be somebody that understands it deeper than me. But I feel like what I can do and what I, what I do have to offer is to understand it to the best of my ability and figure out the way of like, you know, translating that into like, what are the actual key messages here? And what are the things that like matter to people and to users and kind of thinking about like product experience, right? Um, that's kind of the lens I look at it through. So even on like the ThorChain Weekly, you know, like it's great to give these nitty gritty developer updates, but something I think about is, oh, there's people stumbling in here for the first time, right? Yeah. There's people yeah. that come in here. It's not the same crowd every single week. And, you know, I'm trying to keep stuff like that in mind and maybe like transition those ThorChain weeklies into being, yes, still, you know, technical updates and things like that. But also like, you know, I don't want to leave people out that are just finding it for the first time. And I think that's a, I think with the ThorSwap stuff, I definitely think that is more geared towards towards newcomers. You know, typically if you've been a ThorChain user in the last year, like you're already somebody that understands how to do a swap, what yeah. liquidity pooling is. Like you you kind of already know these things. Whereas like, you know, some of the some of the tutorials I've made with with ThorSwap so far could be like incredibly basic to people like you or I who have been doing this for, you know, even just like even if you've just done it for six months or whatever, like you already know what's up. But if you're if you're brand new, it's like how do I how do I send from a centralized exchange? Like how do I use a wallet with ThorSwap if I've only used Binance before? It's like you kind of remember these things. And and even just from my day-to-day -day life, like when I'm talking to friends of mine that are into crypto, but definitely not like, you know, they're not on crypto Twitter all day. They're not, <laughs> they're not doing all the stuff that we're doing. You just realize that there are these things that need to be explained. You realize like there's so much to be explained, really. Yeah. Like, like even something as simple as like just getting to the point where you can do a swap on ThorSwap requires like quite a bit of background oh, yeah. knowledge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So especially so if you're all on exchange, you know, like if you're if you're all your assets are on exchange or or even why they should care, like why they should use ThorChain versus a centralized exchange that has that goes back to a conversation about the merits of decentralization versus centralization. So like exactly a lot of layers, but 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 yeah, continue. So like, you know, just ex this this path explaining it, you know, all these, you know, all, 
all these like edge cases of, of things that people might need to understand before they get into making a swap on ThorSwap, for example. Totally. Yeah. And I'm still figuring out like, you know, the best way to, the best way to do these things, like stuff is changing so quickly, but that's, that's essentially my goal with, with the ThorSwap tutorials is just like to fill in all those gaps. And like when, whenever I see, even if I'm just on Twitter and I see, for example, I'll, I'll say an example off the top of my head, like just in the last day, like there was kind of some discussion about how like, well, this is a continuous problem, but like the Binance chain versus Binance smart chain thing and how that like is such a confusing user experience for somebody that's like rolling up for the first time, right? It's like you you download XDeFi and it has Binance smart chain enabled, but you actually have to turn that one off and turn on Binance chain and then not, you can't send, you can't send your BEP2 rune there. And it's like, it throws off a lot of people, right? If you're only on KuCoin, if you're on KuCoin or Binance or something, you don't even know that you don't have native rune oh my god so it's yeah. just like yeah it's still very it's still very like you know pieced together at this time oh, um, it's, no, it's, even for, even for me you know like being yeah. in the ecosystem i have to look up okay like does kucoin have bep2 rune or does it have ethereum rune if it has bep2 like does crypto.com have like native like yeah. crypto.com has native rune and like and like, and then what you just mentioned, like KuCoin, I believe has like BAP2 rune. And I'm like, is that mm-hmm. Binance chain or Binance smart chain? You know, I'm <laughs> like, it's like, it, it could be, it could be just, and, and that's a relatively, uh, it, it, it can be really tricky to navigate, you know, those waters. Yeah. And there is like the deprecation of, of like, you know, the, uh, the alternative, like, you know, ETH rune and, and BNB rune assets, ideally, but uh, over some time frame. but yeah, there's a lot of education to go on there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Those things will kind of, you know, phase out and stuff. But for right now, like if you hear of ThorChain today, it's still like quite confusing. And you see it every day. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people we don't see that kind of give up on it every day, too, because they're like, oh, I'm confused. I don't understand. So yeah, trying to just like make that stuff as simple as possible and kind of hold people's hands through through the process and be like, so send, you know, if you have BEP2, you can send to the address starting in BNB, not the 0x address, like just like kind of these basic things. But there's like so many, I'm realizing there's like a 100 different little things like that, where you can like kind of simplify like or, or impermanent loss protection is like a big one that like still seems to confuse people. So that's something I've been thinking about recently It's like, how do you, you know, how do you explain like how ILP really works in like one sentence or something, you know, because it's really like people hear in permanent loss protection and that like makes it really simple. But in reality, it's like, it's like minus the rewards, you know, like you're, you're kind of protected up to the level outside of the rewards, like if you had held. So it's like, how do you simplify that into like two words? Like you kind of can't, it's really hard. So yeah, trying to find up, trying to come up with like simplified ways of explaining complex topics. For yeah. Sure. And even, even, you know, before getting to impermanent loss protection, you got to explain impermanent loss, which is a yeah. whole other thing. And, you know, the, the, the dream and what seems to be happening directionally and thanks in large part to like the amazing initiatives by the core team and the core team and nine realms and the ecosystem of developers around it, including ThorSwap is that, you know, more and more of this is getting abstracted away over time. And ideally, you know, over a long enough time horizon, you know, people will have to know much as much about ThorChain as they know about, you know, TCP IP or SMTP. And all they know is that they're doing a swap in Trust Wallet or they're doing a swap in XDeFi. And uh, and they're just, you know, Bitcoin's leaving their wallet and Ethereum's coming back to it. And in the background, they don't, they have no idea that they're using ThorChain. Like that's, that's the dream. And, And I think, Interfaces like Th- like ThorSwap, Broker, DeFi Spot, X DeFi Wallet, Shapeshift, eventually Trust Wallet, and others. Like, you know, I think I think I think that's the direction that we're moving in, and that's the the dream of 
cross-chain decentralized swaps like coming into fruition yeah a hundred percent i mean that like in terms of like why i'm excited about rune and not just trying to handhold people's you know step-by-step stuff but like for me that's what's exciting a hundred percent it's like i know that this stuff is going to be abstracted away i know that there's going to be you know, not only are there what we think of right now as Thorchain ecosystem projects, there's just going to be projects that use Thorchain on the back end that you don't even you don't even have to know Rune exists, you don't have to know Thorchain exists, and all of that still feeds us as Rune investors because we're in we're in the pools and that's increasing swaps and that's increasing liquidity depth and all like all these crazy flywheel mechanisms and that that help drive value into the, into the Rune token can all be underneath the visible layer which is like a super simple phone app or something like that's definitely where i see this stuff going and i see like you know i I think xdefi is the first great example of this is where you you can see you can imagine a world where there are just applications and you just connect a wallet and then you're good to go. Like it doesn't necessarily matter which which chain stuff is happening on. Like you you have everything interconnected and like imagine you know imagine going to OpenSea for an Ethereum NFT and being able to just like in one transaction like swap from Bitcoin into Ethereum and pay and pay for the NFT or something like that all from like one wallet. Again, it's kind of back to the simplifying thing, right? Because like right now the whole crypto space is fragmented, not just Thorchain. It's like you need 10 different wallets, 10 different chains. This is compatible with that, but not this. Like there's all this kind of like weird hopping and bridging, which is what Thorchain solves. And by Thorchain solving that problem on the back end, it allows the front ends to become extremely simplified over time. That's at least kind of what I see for the vision. Yeah. What do you see in terms of, I want to ask two questions here. One, in terms of Thorchain at the Thorchain level, like what needs to happen before, you know, like between now and, and more increased adoption? I'm curious about that. And then I also want to ask you about specifically at the interface level, like what you're excited about or, or, or what, what needs to happen at the interface level. But let's start with the Thorchain level first. I mean, you know, based on where Thorchain is today, you, as much as anybody, are super plugged in with the latest developments, including, you know, like we, we celebrated the release of Dogecoin earlier this year, Terra is imminent and more to come. Like, w- yeah, what's happening in the Thorchain ecosystem today that you're excited about? And then what do you, what are you most excited about that's on the horizon that you really see moving the needle? Sure. Yeah. I think, I think most immediately it feels like we're in this phase where new chains can finally just roll out, hopefully pretty quickly, you know, like chaos net launched and then exploits happened and things got slowed down as we as everyone shifted focus into security which is obviously super important long term and all that and i think they've done a great job at that and now i kind of see it as like new chain season so we had we had doge finally come out and now like terra should be really any day at this point maybe even by the time this goes up i don't i don't know but then there's all these other chains that are can can be easier to implement and i think that is going to be huge because you have chains that are similar to each other right so you have you have atom that is similar to terra because they're both cosmos based you have avalanche that is evm so similar to other ethereum chains that have been integrated so it feels like there's a lot of low-hanging fruit right now that will just be able to tie in ecosystems where where DeFi is already happening i feel like that's a huge key you know right now we have like stuff like Binance Smart Chain and or no no Binance Chain and we have stuff like 
Doge, but it, okay, like nobody's really. It's cool. It's amazing that Thorchain fundamentally changes those chains and their capabilities. But on some level, just to like get the ball rolling and like increase liquidity and increase volume, I think bringing in those chains where a lot of that stuff is already happening is going to be huge. And Terra is definitely the first big example of that, I would say. But you know, we could see Phantom and Avalanche and and all of those hopefully rolling out within you know the coming months feels like the most obvious low hanging fruit to really get things going. And then simultaneously with that, I think the the base protocol is getting to this level of, you know, you know trust takes time. And, yeah. you know, as we see more of these interfaces roll it out, like you brought up the trust wallet example, it's like once trust wallet actually rolls that out, then that, that's just such a massive signal that like I, we're going to get to a point soon after that, I would imagine that we were not even on top. We don't even know all the ones that are integrating it, you know, like it's just going to really get the ball rolling. Or if there's a major integration on like a huge DEX that people already use, you know, like if, if, if sushi swap hypothetically just had this routing built in, that would be freaking epic. And then suddenly there's going to be like a product war there because if sushi swap does that and Uniswap doesn't, then sushi swap is just a much broader product now. And suddenly their direct competitors have fallen behind. So yeah, I see those as immediate things that are, that are extremely exciting to get volume and, and, and liquidity depth further, which is kind of ultimately the goal, right? I think thinking out longer term, what excites me the most, like out of everything is definitely ThorFi. Like I think ThorFi is, could be the most game changing thing in all of DeFi. I mean, just like this concept of being able to earn fixed fixed rate on Bitcoin, on any other asset, anchor earn style, but bring your own asset. To me, sounds like the best product in all of DeFi. <laughs> so, sounds amazing, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then on top of that, to be able to, to be able to borrow against essentially any asset, I think is massive because you yep. see this a lot in Terra, right? Like a lot of like, and, and I'm, I'm a huge Terra fan myself, but some, some people are like only Terra, right? And the, I, what I see with the only Terra people often is like, it's part of the value prop there is because you can borrow against Luna. But I keep thinking like with ThorFi, you're going to be able to borrow against basically any asset over time, which is massive and then as all these things kind of come together like it all drives more depth more swaps more more profit for lps and nodes which then like that puts buy pressure on rune which increases the security which increases the amount that can be in the liquidity pools and all this this whole flywheel thing just can really start to turn i think like yeah, I think I think in the immediate, the new chains, and then in the lesser immediate, I don't know the exact time frame there, but I think Thorify is really when things get crazy. Yeah, and parts of that flywheel, you know, there, there's a multi, it's a multi-prong kind of like, I don't know what the network effect system, right? And there's like, you mentioned, you know, there's swappers, there's LPs, there's nodes, and there's other, there's other players in the, in the ecosystem. There's, oh, and there's interface developers, right? There's, a, there's also arbiters technically, but, but for the purpose of this, like kind of like network effect system, kind of like mental model that I have, those are the different players in the, in the system that really kind of feed off of each other. And like any marketplace or network effect system, they kind of, you know, they, it can, it can be, it can, it can take a lot of energy, a lot, there's a lot of inertia and it can take a lot of energy to bootstrap a network effect system and get it off the ground. And that's where I believe, you know, we see Thorchain at today. You know, it has, you might know better than I what 
in 200 million, 300 million TVL right now, maybe 15 million, between 10 to 15 million a day in, in swapping volume, depending on the day. Currently, I think it peaked at like 40, 50 million one day in the last two months. But but so it's, you know, it's in it's a network effect system in its infancy. And there are initiatives going on all throughout the ecosystem and in the background. And to, to kind of like get those different stakeholders rolling. And so some of the things that I'm actually excited, like that I'm it's really exciting to see is there was recently announced an initiative that I, I, I've seen this. I'm a part of this as a seed investor that seed investors are will be allowed to vest 100 percent of their allocations in an accelerated model, uh, accelerate their vesting schedule, get it all up front. But they have to bond it to a node for a year. So, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing, like they're, they're not going to come become liquid. They're, they're just going to have to bond it to a node. And what this has done is like increase the number of nodes and the amount of bonded rune, which increases the, the depth of the potential depth of liquidity pools. And so we've seen nodes increase. I think last I checked, there's like 80, almost 90 active nodes right now. It's like 86 or 87 right now. And, and that's exciting. And then I know also on the in the background, there are uh, a lot of conversations and efforts going for for developers to build new application interfaces like like you know like ThorSwap, like DeFi Spot, but then also for aggregators. There's they're they're pushing for more and more aggregators to integrate with with ThorChain. And uh, and once that happens, I think swapping volume increases. I think a lot more attention starts to flow into ThorChain from from all the different sides. So so those are two two of the initiatives that that I see happening right now that are that are really in my in my estimation really exciting, really bullish for 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 ThorChain and for Rune. Obviously, nothing uh, nothing we're saying here is a uh, is a inducement to make a particular investment decision, not investment advice. But but you know we're excited. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the I think the Node initiative is really especially cool because it kind of turns this event that that scares people. You know, it's like oh, investor unlocks. It's kind of like a scary time, right? Because people are worried that that they're going to just dump that on the market. And this initiative kind of like flipped that upside down and was like actually all of that is going to go into arguably the single most valuable thing to the network, which is really, really cool. (laughs) So yeah, I'm with you on that. That one's amazing. And yeah, I was also going to circle back to aggregators kind of on your previous question, just on like, like how does the, how do the front ends make everything more accessible? And I I agree. I think the aggregators are a huge, huge part of that because it kind of fulfills like the true, in a way, like the true vision of ThorChain, I guess, right? Because, you know, ThorChain is connecting essentially incompatible chains, right? Whereas the the difficult part of that is like L1 to L1, whereas there's already these solutions for, you know, like a Terra DEX or a Solana DEX or even an Ethereum DEX. So, but then with, with the aggregator, it's like you're routing through the difficult part with ThorChain, but on the front end, and maybe you're using an existing front end, you already know, like hypothetically, like using Astroport on Terra, but then you're able to go from any asset there to say any asset on Ethereum, it's so much more powerful. And it's just, and also just to simplify UI, it's like, even if ThorChain is doing what it does extremely well, if you still have to go to like three different places to end up with your final token versus just having a, f- a front end that you're familiar with routing through ThorChain, ThorChain still benefits off of that. And then going from any asset to any asset is like, in my eyes, that's like a order of magnitude jump in terms of uh, user experience. So, yeah. 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 And I, I think it'll be interesting to see the, the wallet space evolve alongside of this. I think that's a, that's a major user interface 
user experience kind of component, obviously, is like, where are these assets custodied? If it's in a single wallet, like an XDeFi, then, you know, like seeing, seeing XDeFi get out of beta and into, you know, into like, into like full production, or maybe, maybe they're technically in full production now, but, you know, still working through some, some, some kinks here and there, but it's a great product. Then aside from like all, having it all in a single custody wallet, like maybe there's, I, I think ThorSwap offers this now, but it's like, you know, you can, ha- you can say if you connect like just a MetaMask and you have like, you know, you're trading assets out of Ethereum, then you can set a destination Bitcoin address, for example, if you want to trade to Bitcoin. But um, but seeing yeah, seeing that user interface kind of like streamline over time will be will be great to see. And I, I think that takes us into the second question that I wanted to you know touch on with you. You know, you're you're involved with with ThorSwap, but then also you know friendly across the ecosystem, host of the you know, as like a as a ThorChain community member more broadly. But at the inter at the interface level, maybe even just talking specifically about ThorSwap here, if if you can, what's going on with ThorSwap? What's um what are you excited about with the ThorSwap team? And yeah, tell us a bit. Tell us you know go deeper on the initiatives you're working on. I know you're working on guides, content creation, but yeah, curious about anything else you got going on over there. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, of course, not just not shilling Thor by by any means. But since since being asked to join, it made me, to be honest, realize like to see behind the scenes, I'm like, wow, these guys are these guys are serious builders and shippers. So I've become more and more impressed with ThorSwap and just everything that's coming. On my personal level, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm kind of just in the role of like content in spaces and stuff like that. So I'm I'm hosting Twitter spaces and I'm making video tutorials on like how-to guides on how to use everything. But what's kind of coming from the from the big brains is like they're kind of leading this aggregator charge that we were just talking about. So that's coming very soon, like first to ThorSwap and then probably to be integrated elsewhere as well. Like as far as I understand the technical side, like ThorChain itself kind of like enabled the ability for this, but then ThorSwap is uh, kind of cranking out the the first couple like iterations of it. So that will be coming to ThorSwap, which will be super exciting, just increase the usability by a ton. And then speaking of that, V2 is coming. So V2 is effectively a complete redesign of ThorSwap. You know, as we kind of mentioned, like one of the big, one of the more common complaints in the ThorChain ecosystem is like just usability and user interface and stuff like that. And and ThorSwap has always like as the early mover in in ThorChain, like ThorSwap has always kind of had the focus of like like ThorSwap can do everything, right? Like ThorSwap is the the hub for for all of it, which kind of also makes it more complex. And I think like, as we kind of mentioned with like abstracting stuff away, I think the winning UIs end up being kind of simple. So the new ThorSwap is still has all the functionality, but it just looks, the user experience is way more simplified. So it looks more like, you know, just a very like seamless, like, you know, large interface, everything very clean and and simplified and having like the more complex stuff kind of hidden away, but still there if you want access to it. So I think that's really ex- exciting for ThorSwap just to kind of see the whole thing look different in the next couple of weeks is, Amazing. is definitely a big one. Yeah. Uh, are are there sneak peeks available of that or have you seen anything? There are, yeah. There's some there's public ones as well that have been posted on the ThorSwap Twitter and probably much more coming like very, very soon, I would imagine. But yeah, nice. it looks really nice. It looks it's a huge, huge improvement. 
Amazing. Oh, that's great to hear. And uh, yeah, all for that, you know, like anything, anything that drives the, the ecosystem, the community forward and door swap is a huge visible piece of that. And, and so we, you know, we, we love the product, we love the team and, and yeah, and, and we're, uh, we're supporters. So glad to hear that. And I guess more specifically with regards to like the, the initiatives that you're involved, you mentioned guides, where can people find the work that you're doing? What in particular are you, are you working on it and where can people access it? Yeah, totally. So this is all still very new. So there's not a ton yet. But for the most part, it's going on the ThorSwap community YouTube channel. So people can just search ThorSwap community on YouTube. But they're also being posted like, you know, anywhere that's kind of relevant, like in terms of if if ThorSwap is putting out medium guides, I'm not personally like writing those, but they'll be kind of embedded there in discord as well. There's kind of like some FAQ sections that will have guides just like built in there for for welcoming people. And then also even just for kind of almost like customer service. It's like if people are asking the same questions in Discord, then just to be able to point to these videos, video guides, and also using that even as feedback for which guides to make. But yeah, for the most part, they're living on YouTube. Awesome. Yeah, glad to hear it. And yeah, I guess what's next for for you personally? I mean, I think outside of ThorChain, is there anything else in crypto or DeFi that you're focused on or NFTs? What else are you looking at in the, in the space that, that uh, gets you excited? Yeah, absolutely. The, the space is just so exciting. So honestly, I'm excited about quite a few areas. But at the same time, it's like there's always this sort of balance that I I find myself in, which is you know, do I, do I double down on my top two like favorites, like ruining something, or do I kind of try to stay on top of everything that that's happening? Because there is just so much interesting stuff that's happening. So yeah, I mean, kind of in terms of like other projects I'm excited about, definitely have been into Luna for almost as long as I've been into ThorChain. I think I maybe like a month later or so. So still very excited about everything happening there. I think, I think, I think similarly to, to ThorChain, both of them, both projects like solve, as Chad Barraford would put it, like a hair on fire problem in crypto. Like, <laughs> you would probably have more choice words for it too. <laughs> yeah. You dick on fire problem. <laughs> totally. But yeah, it's like, you know, ThorChain is solving this like kind of ultimately at the highest level, solving like the centralized exchange problem. And then Terra is ultimately solving the centralized stablecoin problem. Yeah. So and then obviously, when the two of those come together, that's that's an area that I've been particularly excited about. Yeah, like I've had quite a lot of tweets and spaces just about the overlap there, because I think there's just such a interesting synergy between the two, and they really strengthen each other. Yeah. So that's kind of strengthened my thesis in both of them just seeing how how nicely they kind of come together so definitely very much still into the into the whole terra ecosystem thorchain ecosystem i mean we touched on this a bit but like i'm definitely you know watching projects like we mentioned thorswap xdefi um excited to see every all the other platforms that have been you know talked about but aren't we haven't seen them fully fleshed out yet but i'm definitely keeping my eye out to to every ecosystem project like i want to see I want to see as many great ecosystem projects as possible because yeah. that just strengthens the the core thing. Just to call um, one out, I I think Broker is you know they have a, they have a unique angle, uh, a unique approach. You know, it's not it's not going to be you know just a, a Dex interface on Thorchain, but you know like simplifying, automating uh, like financial products that you can invest in that back up to Thorchain and Terra ecosystem, like liquidity pools or anchor protocol or other sort of investment opportunities. And then also synthetic assets for Thorchain. So I think broker broker's launch is, is exciting for me. 
Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Definitely one, definitely one to watch. Yeah. Just to cover a few other projects. Cause like, yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's part of the ThorChain thesis is to kind of be multi-chain, right? So I have my hands in like several areas, of course, still a fan of Bitcoin. I've, I, I like Solana and Solana NFTs. I kind of have a thing for those. And yeah. And oh, the other big one for me is like, I love the sort of like sector of crypto that I feel like doesn't get a ton of attention or the narrative hasn't quite been there yet. But it's sort of like what I guess I would describe as like the decentralized internet stack, like f- front ends, like hosting and, and internet, like so like Helium for wireless service, stuff like Akash for for like hosting spaces like that, or like all the storage providers, things like that. I I, I get really excited about. Yeah, IPFS, Arweave, etc. Yeah. You know they they take uh, the existing internet infrastructure and, and bring all the values of of Web three decentralization to it, and and, yeah, and it's super powerful. Exactly. Um, it's like, let's build, let's build a true decentralized internet. And I feel like those are kind of pieces that, because that's kind of like the goal of any L1 in a way, right? But then you kind of realize like, there's all these other centralized layers surrounding that. And I think it's exciting and important to figure out how to decentralize all those different layers and build like the full stack. Yeah. No, it, it is. And it'll be it'll be great to see that evolve uh, along with the entire space. And it's to me, I think Web3, I think decentralization, I think, you know, every everything that, you know, DeFi and even NFTs, these are some of the things that are happening in the world. There's a lot that's happening in the world that's easy to get kind of like uh, a little, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, existentialist or nihilistic about, you know, like pessimistic. But I think what's happening with Web3 and with um, crypto, it's genuinely one of the things to get excited about, to be optimistic about, you know, both from a, you know, obviously financial and economic standpoint, but then on a social standpoint, political standpoint, philosophical standpoint, you know, it's it's a force for, it's a force for, for positive change in the world and for positive social change, global access, democratized access, you know, for, to financial products around the world. And, and I think, you know, the, you know, to use your words, the centralized exchange problem is, is a part of that, which, which we're, you know, gets us excited about ThorChain, but then also, you know, you know, decentralized web more broadly to, to your point, I think is, it's definitely something to stay excited about. Yeah. Ultimately, it's all kind of about like bringing the value back to the users, right. And like just making everything a fairer system. And yeah, ex- you put it well, it's like, it's, it's just one of the most exciting things happening in the entire world, if not the number one. And um, similarly, like kind of to loop back to the very beginning of the conversations, like how you kind of start as like a trader and then you move on eventually to somebody like building long term thesis and then eventually even a contributor. Um, yeah, it's just like I, it can almost be frustrating when people are only kind of seeing these things as investments. And, and don't get me wrong, like obviously I, I you know, I'm very much uh, invested in like I, I hope things, you know, I hope number go up and all of that too. But it can, I, I, I do often feel like that stuff can get like lost underneath the surface, and it really is the most interesting and exciting part of the whole thing is like what the what it all what it all means, you know? Yeah, it, it absolutely is, and you know that keeps us excited about the space, and uh, and for that reason, you know. I'm, I'm really thankful for, you know, projects and teams like ThorChains and others in the space that are, that are just busting ass to really, to really, you know, drive this space forward. And then also for the community members like yourself who are, you know, playing, playing a part in educating the next generation of ThorChads and, and, you know, DeFi, DGens and more. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for everything you're doing, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just trying to do what I can. Still absolutely figuring it out. Always trying to learn more myself. You know, these, like we've kind of mentioned, these things are endlessly deep and there's always more to learn. And I'm always trying to go deeper and brush up on my even fundamental just understanding of even something 
like Thorchain. So yeah, just just kind of I, I think it's a I think it's a good takeaway like for people is just to just to try to f- figure out like you know where 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 do you fit in like what can you kind of bring to it because this really is a new world being built and it's like obviously devs are like the kind of the number one like most desired skill set here but like yeah. there's there, there's really everything you know and like you know maybe you're a graphic designer like there's probably a thousand different protocols that could use your help. Oh my gosh. Like if you, maybe you're a writer maybe you can make videos maybe you can manage discord like there, there's really like endless opportunities to help. And I think like, because I went through this, you can kind of feel like, oh, like, what can I do? I can't code. But there's really like a ton and just kind of figuring out like what you can bring to these different projects. And honestly, it's a big opportunity too. like if people are working, you know, like, just to kind of tie in like the entrepreneurial side, like, if people are like working jobs, they hate or something like that. I mean, you can probably just do the same sort of work potentially for for a decentralized protocol that you're a fan of, like all these projects need tons of help and everyone's just trying to piece things together and figure out they don't need like they don't even necessarily know what they need but if you can just figure out how to bring some value then there, there's so much to be done there absolutely is and yeah on that note chad where, where can people go to find more about you the work you're doing keep up with you yeah i would say the number one is is twitter chad thoreau on twitter i'm pretty active there <laughs> cool and and thoreau is spelled t-h-o-r E-A-U. And what the etymology of that, are you a Henry David Thoreau fan? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, not too much. I'm not, I'm not against him in any way, but, <laughs> but that it was more, it, it so I was thinking, how do I make like a made up like Thorchain name? And obviously like Thorchad is a big one, right? So I was thinking like, okay, what are, what are like names or words that could kind of be like a play on this? And it just popped into my head that that T-H-O-R was part of the name Thoreau. So I was like, okay, this could work for for a pseudonym. And then with it being Chad, the first name, it's like, it's the opposite of Thor Chad. It's Chad Thor. So <laughs> really just kind of, really just kind of piece that together. But I do, I have always wanted to read Walden. I never yeah. have, but maybe I, maybe this is a, a sign that I need to, but to be honest, yeah, I just kind of threw the name together and now that's who I am, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It works. And I love that you and I both got inspiration for starting these pseudonyms from the same place, the Bology interview on Tim Ferriss, if I'm not mistaken, you know, and that's super cool. Well, Chad, again, thank you so much for everything you're doing in the community. Thank you for uh, for sharing your story and your your insights with us here on, on the show today. And yeah, looking forward to uh, to building and growing alongside of you for, for many months and years to come. A hundred percent. Yeah. Same to you. Thanks for all you do. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. See ya. Peace.